Hey guys, it is Josh. And it's Marie Elena. And this is. And you're listening to the Game Made Podcast. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> okay, so do it again. Perfect. Yep. Hey guys, this is Josh. You're talking. And this is Marie Elena. No. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I can't deal with this. I hate you so much. I fucking hate you. Yay! Game Podcast. So, I didn't talk so, to you this week. What's new? Oh, my gosh. Um, I miss Mel Touch. <laughs> I had sushi. What a- the fuck does that have to do with anything? You asked I me. Know. I literally said I miss Mel Touch, and you're like, I like sushi. Yep, pretty much. I, I just I can't. So what's new? I think I'm gonna have to buy a boyfriend pillow. I love that. Is it like the arm one, the one that like you just kind of cuddle up into. Yeah. Yeah. I miss like I miss touch. What about you? Well, your like does your husband even touch you? I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be touched. <laughs> I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I get zero sleep because I have an 11-month-old, almost a year. Um, Then my seven-year-old, like, I thought he had chicken pox. I don't know. Just everything's just going to hell. Everything is going to hell in a handbasket. So now I do not want to be touched. Don't even look at me. I gross myself out. (laughs) Dry heaving. I'm done. But I mean, on another side note, you got your surgery date. So that's exciting. I did. Yes. So, um, and as we always tell you, there's going to be more podcasts. You're going to learn more about us. But yes, I am actually um, having bariatric surgery. Um, I'm really, really excited. I'm really, really nervous. But um, it's coming from a health standpoint. Um, my My cholesterol is up. I'm diabetic. Everything is falling apart. Like my results look like a fucking Christmas tree. It was like green, red, green, red, green, red, green, red. So I was like, yep, this is not good. I am going to die. I mean, it's inevitable, but I would like to live a little bit longer. I do have children, you know, family. I I would like to live longer. Um, So yes, I'm actually going to be having my surgery mid-March. That's super exciting. And then when you get your skinny back, maybe your husband will touch you. No, I still will not want him to touch me. He wants to touch me now, and I don't want him to touch me. So how am I going to look when I look like a melted candle? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I mean, I don't think you're going to look like a melted candle. And Yes, I I am. I get nervous. See, this is why I stay fat, because I just, everything kind of fits where it needs to, and I just don't like it's more cushion for the pushing so i'm about it like i'll stay big for a little bit yep no i'm going to be really skinty so we'll say i lose the 100 pounds which is what i'm projected to lose and i am just going to have all of like skin so then i'm going to need like a mommy makeover where they like take my skin and whatever fat and like put it in the places i want it and like remove the skin and like i don't know make a chair out of it or something (laughs) well i will sign up i think that is gonna be i mean i would love an ottoman with made out of your belly your belly fat i'll take it oh with 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 the uh, stretch marks on it it's so sexy (laughs) and maybe partial belly butt like just as like a tufted button (laughs) that's just like that makes me want to throw up i'm excited for you though 
Are you Thank excited? you. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, it'll be nice to see the skinny me again. Yeah. Um I don't uh I don't remember what that looks like. Like I look at pictures of it and it's like, who is that? When did that happen? That never happened. Yeah. I was never skinny. But I mean it sucks it yeah. sucks that I'm not gonna be able to be there, but I know you have a good support system. You are supposed to be coming though at some point for my birthday, aren't you? That's the plan. Or is it? Surprise! And then when you, here's what we'll do. So maybe what we'll plan is, is that when it's my birthday, we will do a live podcast and we'll actually film us, you know, together. (gasps) That could be fun. Okay, or not. No, I think I thought it would be fun. fun. Like, I don't Oh, good. Look, you got to stop with this phone. Leave me alone. I'm fine. No, you're not, though. You're not not paying attention. I am. What do you want me to do? Just fucking stare at you? I'm waiting for you to talk to me, bitch. I haven't seen you in a week. Fuck. I need you to stare with me. Do you? Do we need to do this another day? Like, do we need to record another day? Because you have a little attitude, and I'm not in the mood. No. No, I'm in the mood. I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, so today's how... Wait, we are doing it. So today's today's topic is welcome to the round table of the hoe phase. I think it's important that everybody goes through a hoe phase. Did you have a hoe phase? Because I know I had a hoe phase. Um, I did when I was 18 to 21. I had a hoe phase and now I have a no phase. Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we're in the same boat. I mean, COVID has definitely put a stop to all of that. No, I don't want anybody to touch me. Actually, there's some points in time I don't even want anybody to look at me. So, like, it's like a complete shutdown. Like, don't look at me. Don't touch me. Pretend I don't exist. But at one point in time, I was absolutely flawless and I could do no wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what is classified as the hoe phase you tell me you used to be a major hoe what did you classify as your hoe phase um so for me i think like the hoe phase is just being true and honest with yourself i think that it's you going out and experimenting with people um you figuring out what you like sexually what you don't like what you want to try um i think that there's just like a bad stigma around it i feel that the um the viewpoints from like like in america in general are just so old fashioned compared to like Europe um, and Asia where there's not as well. No, Asia still has a pretty big stigma, but Europe doesn't. Europe is very open and very um, uh, just free thinkers. Um, And I think that that's a good thing. I think that's the only way that you can figure out. Yes, I like this. No, I don't like that. It's kind of like if you don't try it, you don't know. Um, Everybody should have it. I don't think that there should be, again, a stigma around it. I think it should just be natural. Um, I think that you should just be safe. That would probably be my only, you know, two cents or advice to anybody is like, listen, go through your hoe phase. You know, experiment, try new things, try new people. Just be safe you know, for yourself and others. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, when I was experimenting, 
I because I when I moved to Florida, I kind of broke the shell, right? So I was from a conservative town. I wasn't about to fuck anybody there. So when I got to Tampa, it was very like, what can I do? Who can I do? Where can I do it? So I took it upon myself to research and how to do things and where to do things. Craigslist was a thing back then. Um, so was other, you know, dating sites and whatnot, whatnot. Um, and then when I moved into my first apartments, like my solo apartment is when shit hit the fan. Not literally though, because I am not a messy queen. (laughs) But I think I do, I mean, to your point, I do think it's a very important to experiment. I think it's important to really figure out what you like, you know, like we're, as children, we're always dictated. You like this because you're a boy. You like this because you're a girl and that's it. But there's a world of options. And as you get, as you start to experiment sexually, it's so important. Yep, that's why Baskin Robbins got 31 flavors. (laughs) Yeah, that's 100%. (laughs) But that's why it's. I want ice cream. Oh, good. Um, That's why it's so nice to experiment and figure out what the fuck you like. Like, I figured out what position I was. I tried it. I was like, oop, don't like that. Let me try something else. And I liked it. And then I figured it out. You know, I'm the receiver, not the pitcher. There we go. There I it win. is. I win. I found my happy. And now I can experiment even more with other different things. Have you ever, like during your hoe phase, did you ever do anything in like public? Like uh, an adult theater or anything like that? Absolutely. I think the question should be, is there anywhere that you didn't do it versus where I did? Because I'm pretty certain, I mean, again, for me, through my quote unquote hoe phase, um, it was, I think part of it was like the thrill of getting caught. So like, for instance, I can remember, and this is going back a bit, but like it, I think it came out in 1997, uh, the Titanic you know, kind of like the ship was going down and so was I in a movie theater. So, <laughs> um, you know, and it just, it just was what it was. I mean, it was something. That is hilarious. I'm sorry. It was just true. Do you want me to lie? I can't lie. I can't lie to you. I don't lie to you. I can't lie to our listeners. Um, but there was something exhilarating about, um, you know, going to the movie theater and wearing a dress or a skirt and not having panties on and, you know, kind of getting in the mood right there in the movie theater. And one thing kind of leads to another. And then you leave the movie theater and you go into the stairwell like, yep, that happened. Yep. Um, so movie theater, I did it in um, department store fitting rooms. Um, I did it in cars. I did it in a graveyard in Philadelphia. Yep, that happened. That's a true story. And again, it was always about the thrill of getting caught. Yeah, I think there's something about the thrill of it. I mean, I've had, I'm going to say, my fair share of different experiences, like bars and adult theaters and cars and you know stuff like that. Um, but also... I was in a relationship for almost a decade. So that kind of minimized the excursions. Um, And it was very safe. Like risky for us would have been 
like the kitchen. <laughs> Jesus. What up against like the chopper or like your KitchenAid mixer? No, like the kitchen sink. How wonderful. Not really. That's like a typical uh, Friday night. Now I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think something that's super interesting is how taboo the number game is. I don't understand why. I can't understand why. And I think what probably irritates me even more is if you're a male, and I, I'm going to speak, you know, I, I don't think it's the same, you know, in the in the in the world of the gay society. But I can definitely say for the straight society, without a doubt, if you're a male and you've slept with over a hundred women, you know, you're getting high fives all around like, oh man, you're just, whoo, slay that pussy. (laughs) But yet if you're a woman and you're like, yeah, I've slept with a hundred men, you're looked at as a slut or a hoe or, you know, or, or you're some walking venereal disease. And that's just not the case. And I think it's, You know, definitely, um, I I think it's it's so wrong, so wrong on so many levels, because I don't think either one should necessarily be celebrated, and I don't think either one of them should be um, disgraced. You know, I think that it's just facts, you know, and I'm not saying that the more people you sleep with, the more experience you have, because that's not necessarily the case either. But on some sort of level, when you're trying to connect with someone, even if it just ends up being a fuck buddy, there has to be like the the, the sex part is it's crucial. It's part of the relationship. And anybody who says that it's not, I I feel just hasn't right, hasn't found the right fuck buddy. So you got to just keep trying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember I read somewhere that, you know, this lady was married for I mean, 15 years and I never had an orgasm. Obviously, we're doing it right. I, I feel I feel like we should be, be playing somber music. Can you can you find some somber music for us? Because that's that's just so sad. I I, I can't imagine. I, I am I am in mourning right now. I'm in mourning for her lost orgasm. Can we just take a moment of silence, everybody? Just bow your heads. Moment of silence for the uh, the missing orgasm. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> so I have a fun question. Since in the in the environment of being honest, since that's what this is, we're raw, we're real, and raunchy and unfiltered. What's your number? So I don't have an exact number because a oh, lot of my points. experience. Yes, it is. I, I do. I do. I send some sort of uh, uh, bashing right there. How dare you? I am offended. I no, you already. You never already know bashing. <laughs> we embrace host celebrate. It. Yes, we we embrace it and we celebrate it. Be a hoe. Use a hoe, add a hoe. Anyway, um, but no, I, mine's mine somewhere. I, I know it's in triple digits, so I'll just say round number. We'll say a hundred. Okay. But if you think about how long that I've been sexually active, so I've been sexually active for. 23 years. So you figure in 23 years, a hundred men averages out about four, less than four and a half men per year. Okay. And if you break it down, it's one every three months. You know, the, the, the fun does thing that about, no, it absolutely does. I think the, the, the thing that's interesting about that is, so say, you know, you and I are on a 
hypothetical date and I'm like, hey, you know, the sex conversation comes up and you just say, oh, yeah, I think I'm in the triple digits. I automatically assume you're disgusting. You've slept with everybody, but you don't really take the time to think like that's four people a year. You don't know my business. You don't know when I lost my virginity. You don't know any of that. And I think if we had the conversation of being honest and being upfront, and of course you don't want to do this on every single date. And of course you don't want to, you know, you have the real conversation with somebody you see a future with, but I think it's, I think it's important for us to kind of take that power back. You know, like my number is double digits for sure. Now, my question to you is when you consider this number, the hundred number, right? Are you talking 100% full insertion, everything, or are we talking oral? Because then the number changes. Oh no, the, the number definitely changes because I, I'm just speaking strictly, you know, uh, penetration. Um, but I can say this, like, so for instance, I feel with the stigma that's around with being, with being promiscuous. Um, automatically people think that you've got, you know, the itchy scratchies, the heebie-jeebies, you know, the oozy poozies. And that's the thing is that I can say oh 100. I, nothing ever. 100. I, you know what? I think I knew somebody in high school named Oozy Poozy. Oozy Poozy, love that. That's my new screen name. I'm Oozy Poozy. Um, no, with that being said, though, is that um, I lost my train of thought because now I can think about is Oozy Poozy. Um, welcome. But I've never, but I've never had an STD, and I knock on wood. You know, I'm I'm very grateful and thankful for that because there are people out there who, you know, uh, have intercourse for the first time, and then, you know, there's such a stigma around, you know, HIV and AIDS. You know what I mean? I I am lucky that I have never, you know, had that. Um, but definitely, there's a risk, and you just have to be, you know, you have to take precautions and whatnot. But again. The stigma is like, oh my God, you sleep around, you're a hoe. Oh my God, you sleep around, you must have an STD. Oh my God, you sleep around, you must be easy. Oh my God, you sleep around, you know, you you, you must not be tight anymore. And it's kind of like, just because I slept with a lot of people doesn't mean anything. That just means for the next person that I get involved with, I learn something new. I have a new trick up my sleeve. I can teach you something. And I don't think that people recognize it like that. Yeah. Did you ever feel that, and I don't want to turn this into like an interview, like, Hey, you know, I'm Barbara Walters, but did you ever feel like empowered when you were having this stuff? Because you knew like when it was done, you could just drop them. Um, yeah. I mean, there's different situations. I mean, there are certain people that come to mind who I've, um, who I've experienced and vice versa that, you know, they're, they're just different levels. There are some guys that, yes, it, it was what it was. Like we had fun, or sometimes I didn't have fun or maybe they didn't have fun. I don't know um, that it was just like a one hit wonder. Yeah. Then you have some that all of a sudden are like, you know, stage five clinger. And all of a sudden they're telling you that they love you or they're into you and they can see themselves dating you. And that's not what you came for. You know, you came for to hit that high note and you just want to leave on that high note and, and not hear about relationships and whatnot. And then there are other ones that you may catch a feeling for. Um, I can definitely say for through my hoe days, the catching the feeling thing wasn't really on the table. Um, my hoe days, you know, spanned many, many a year. Um, but I, I can honestly say that, you know, you kind of just put them in their own buckets. You know, you're, 
your your one night stands to the ones that you know you dropped for whatever reason and the ones that even dropped me you know it wasn't always it wasn't always one sided it wasn't always me who you know ended things there were many times that you know the guy just wasn't that into me and that's okay you know but i still had fun or i still learned something and something I could take with me. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, I think the important thing to remember is be safe, be educated and have fucking fun. You know, I'm, I, I get so frustrated at times because sex in general is taboo, you know, like case in point, I posted right before launch on my personal Facebook page and your personal Facebook page, you know, just announcing that we were doing this and, you know, I put the word sex and it was, I think it was in the the sentence of, we're going to talk about life, we're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about sex. And some of the feedback I got specifically from older generation was, I can't believe you talk like that. And it's like, well, talk like what? You know, like, I didn't, all I said was sex. I didn't say you have two orifices and we're going to fill them. I said, Oh, that sounds like a good Saturday night. Doesn't it? And bitch, I've had that. It's great, you know, but I didn't say that. And I don't understand the concept of why sex is such a hush hush thing, you know? Like, if you believe that, fine, do your thing, sis, but I'm having a blast doing what I need to do, you know? So, why do you think it is such a hush hush topic? Um, I think again, like you, you, uh, I'll kind of piggyback on what you said. I think it also just depends on the generation. I can tell you this, that, you know, for my mother, for instance, outside of her kind of grazing on the birds and the bees, we never had an in-depth conversation. I don't think it was something that she was ever comfortable with. I don't think it was something that she ever really wanted to talk to me about. So... I know for a fact I would have never been able to go to my mother and say to her, you know, hey, this is what's going on in my life or, hey, you know, I I want some advice. And again, not necessarily even meaning, you know, telling her my favorite position. I'm I'm not talking about, you know, crossing any type of line, but realistically, why should there have even been a line? You know what I mean? But yes, and an older generation, I don't feel is as open. Um, and I also feel like even the younger generation doesn't embrace their sexuality as perhaps they should. You know, I think it's the age group that we're kind of in that I'll say from like the 30s up until like the mid 40s. Yeah. I, I think that we are just a different generation and that we were more honest and open um, than what's happening now currently and what the older generation viewed. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it totally but doesn't. for whatever reason, I think they're just not comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely understand what you're saying. I do see it being a little more open now. I mean, even, I mean, there's so many more topics that are open now. There's the gay thing. That's, a, I mean, that's open. You know, we see each other on um, TV and stuff like that. So I think the sex conversation definitely is a a little more open in the younger generations. I think you're correct when you say that, but I mean, I never had that talk. I never had that talk with my parents. I never had a sex ed class in in school. I had to figure this shit out on my own. And that's why I say it's so important. My talk was mortifying. 
Mine was mortifying. So be thankful that maybe you didn't even have the talk because mine was just horrible. Well, I, I remember I looked at my mom and was just like, I know it's coming. I don't think we should talk about it. I'm good. And she was like, okay, we'll do that. So it was, and my dad, he was- I'm so jelly right now. Is that still the term of the younger generation? I'm jelly. Is that, is that still a thing? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they used a phrase and I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like I had to Google what it meant because I was just like, (laughs) like he sent me an emoji of like your two pointer fingers- um, I felt so. I sound so stupid. Your two pointer fingers, like look in the camera, like this. What I don't even know what that is. I don't. They know. do that on TikTok. But he was. I, I thought it was like. I don't know. He's and I was better like, than what I am. I, I literally was like, and I'm 32, and I'm sitting there like, are we that different? Like, I don't understand what you like. Call et. I don't fucking. It was know. a different language. It was. It totally was a different language. I was like, we were talking about something, and he did that, and I was like. Well, that was fun. Have a good night. You know, maybe that's their way to say goodbye. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know. So anyways. But I'm, I am I definitely feel like you not having, I don't know. I don't know if having the conversation is better than not having the conversation. Yeah. Uh, my conversation, I can tell you I was nine. I was nine when I found out about the birds and the bees. So true story. Uh-huh. Um, I had started to menstruate at a young age and I was nine. Um, for the first, (laughs) thank you. Exactly. That's how I feel too. I feel like that now. Um, but now I, I, so, okay. So again, it's kind of gross, but kind of funny. Take it for what it is. So just imagine I'm nine. And every time I look at my underwear, there's like this brown sludge. Okay, so for the females out there, you know what I'm talking about. For the males out there, you have no fucking clue. And for the gay males out there, you don't want to fucking know. So just, yep, have that face I on I wish you. you could see my face. Well, you can, but they can't. About can. to take a picture. <laughs> so awful. I had a brown sludge. So again, being nine, I didn't know what it was. So the first thing I thought to myself is, oh my God, I shit myself. And of course, like I'm trying to reflect in the day, when did I shit myself? So of course, you know, let's just, let's just keep it real. You do like a sniff test and you go, nope, not shit. Don't know what that is. It doesn't smell like anything. Yep. True story. So I, I, I go through all of my underwear and I'm throwing my underwear out because I'm mortified. Oh my God, I'm shitting myself and I don't know how to stop. Cut to, I'm in the bathroom and my mother barges in on me and she sees my underwear and she also sees the brown sludge. And she says to me, how long has this been going on? So now not only am I mortified because I feel like I'm shitting myself and I'm throwing away my underwear. So now I have like, I'm down to like my last two pairs of panties. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I mean, it's a lot of pressure for a nine-year-old. Okay. Like if you understand, I I need somebody to agree with me. Like it's a lot of fucking pressure. So my mother doesn't say anything to me. She gives me this like maxi pad that was like, like the size of both of my arms span. It was so big. It was like a big fucking brick. And, you know, she puts it on my underwear for me. Cut to, we're now in the car and we're heading to my grandmother's house to go pick her up. And I'm telling you, it could have been like a fucking music video. And if I'm going to describe it to you, and if you know, you know, it's raining out. And I'm looking outside the window, praying that my mother does not say anything to me. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, uh, my mother 
is like, so we need to talk. And again, I'm looking out this window, not making eye contact because I'm just hoping that I just disappear somehow. You know, like in Forrest Gump, please God, turn me into a bird so I fly far, far away. Like I want to be anywhere but where the fuck I am. Anywhere, anywhere else. And um, she's like, you know, we need to talk. And I'm looking out the window. Again, music is playing too. Again, just imagine it's kind of like a music video. And she was like, so your body is changing. And I'm like, fuck. And she continues to go with, just so you know, you're starting your period. And let me explain that to you. She goes, you are now becoming a woman. Keep in mind, I am nine. I'm nine years old. The story doesn't change. She's like, but you are now becoming a woman. And one day you will be able to have a baby. And you will find a man and you will fall in love and he will be a doctor and you will be a lawyer. Again, my whole life was planned for me way in advance. Didn't know, I didn't even know what was going on, but my mother was determined that I was going to find a doctor and I was going to be a lawyer. And she said, and when you fall in love, you will buy a watermelon and you will will swallow the seed. And because you love each other and you both have amazing careers, that watermelon seed will turn into a baby and then you will have a baby. I did not make eye contact with my mother. That story still sticks with me to this day. That is um, horrifying. And I will never fucking eat watermelon again. Yes. that it, it's, beyond, it's beyond horrifying. Then cut to, so again, so this all happened I now understood where the baby came from. I was going to find myself a, a doctor. I was going to be a lawyer. And the only way I was going to have a baby is if I got the watermelon seed, because now I was menstruating and the brown sludge was coming out of um, my vagine. So God help me. Then, right? So let's just continue this. Now I'm probably 11, okay? And it was late at night. I don't know. Maybe it was summertime. Again, I don't remember it all, but there are certain things that you just remember. And true story, my family had a chipped box. Now, if you don't know what a chip box is, because again, I'm taking you back. I'm, I'm taking you way back now to the 90s. Even Josh is shaking his head because he doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So you had illegal chipped cable boxes that would have like HBO and Cinemax and all these other things. And you didn't have to pay for it because it was a chipped box. It was illegal. So you would have, you would pay for your basic cable, but you got all the premium channels. Well, one of the premium channels that you would get at 1159 at night was the porn channel. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Do you know where I'm going with this? This was my first time seeing porn. I love that for you. And I was even more horrified. And then I didn't even, I I couldn't bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up. But let me tell you, I watched like two hours of porn, not knowing what the fuck was going on. That is great. (laughs) It's a true story. (laughs) I got nothing. It's a true story. So, well, now I know what type of porn you like, but, um, does your porn intake change when you were in the hoe phase or has it always been Swedish porn and orgies? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I would say that the porn that I've enjoyed over the years has changed. Although really any, let me not say any, because I'm I'm sure that there's some stuff out there that I'm just not going to be down with. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> but overall, I'm pretty open to it. Guy on girl, girl on girl, guy on guy, a uh, glory hole here or there. I mean, again, it's it's definitely a, a visual stimulation. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Again, it, they make it for a reason, you know? Well, I think the cool thing is, like, and I can only talk from my my hoe phase, was I when I did watch those types of videos, I would try to find places like that to then recreate them. So that's how kind of my hoe phase started and continued until I was in that relationship with um, my ex. And so I think it's, I think it's cool that there's also all sorts of different ways to kind of find your way when it comes to sexuality, you know? Um, we're going to put our truth out there because that is what we do. You know what's coming. I need to know the worst sex story from your ho days. I need to, I think our listeners deserve it. I think, I mean, I have a couple ready. Um, and I think it's just super important that we just lay it out there because the episodes that are coming up, they're going to be raw. They're going to be um, pretty raunchy. So I think, Balls to the wall, bitch. I need the worst motherfucking story you have. I have so many that are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, think um, I think that's something that everybody can relate yeah. to. The shittiness. Not, well, again, I need to quit saying shittiness because, again, uh, it's not literal, at least on my end. But, <laughs> The I need to know the worst, and when I I don't I'm gonna share two, and I don't think you know I can that. tell you my most awkward. I oh, can tell good. you like okay. my worst yeah. meaning, but I can tell you my most awkward. Okay, okay so um, I'm in Philadelphia and I'm dating, and I started dating this bodybuilder, and that's okay. usually really not my type. I I definitely prefer a more fuller squishy guy that like I can curl up with the harder bodies isn't really like my thing like you know if you're going to spend more time at the gym than you are with me like that's already not going to work because I'm selfish but um so we went out to dinner and I can I can take you through the whole date like the whole thing like we went to Bennigan's when Bennigan's was still in existence and um yeah. And, you know, we're talking and we're connecting, like we're totally vibing off of each other. It was really great. He was a bigger guy, again, very muscular. So I felt kind of small in his arms, you know, cause I was skinty. Ooh, um, yeah. Like and then somehow we end up back to uh, his apartment and we're there and, you know, we're, we're heavy petting and, and, and kissing. And then he says, you know, I, I like certain things. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, yes. What kind of things do you like? I'm I'm expecting that, you know, we're going to add some toys. Oh, I'm going to be chained up. Oh, is he going to spank me? Oh, does he want me to spank him? No. Instead, he says, I like a balloon in my ass and I like it to be filled up with water. And then I like it to be released. And I like that pumping Your- feeling lying ham to motherfucking god you're lying i i wish i was you can't make that shit up so here he comes out with like a water balloon kit no i am not lying so imagine like a water (laughs) i am dead 
dead on the motherfucking floor. Let somebody come out to me and be like, baby, stick a balloon in my ass. I'm ready. Bitch, I will find the closest bus and motherfucking leave. I do not think so. I've had some crazy I stuff. didn't know. I, I didn't know what to do. So again, so he brings out like we, I, it, it just like all, it, it all stopped. I don't even know how to talk. It just stopped so abruptly. Like the kissing and the making out and the grabbing at each other and the biting of the lip. And it was just like, oh, so intense. And then all of a sudden, like he comes out and it's like, we're about to make fucking, you know, balloon puppets and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> So he, so he, he, he tells me what to do. So like, he has like bottle, um, I swear to God, like I can't, I cannot make this up. He has a bottle filled with water and then he has these balloons and he's like, he like put, he puts now, like KY up. jelly like, on the, the balloon. The scene. Are there candles or is it like Peppa the pig playing? Like what's happening? It's like, <laughs> It's like one wall light, like the ones that you put on, like when you can't find your way to the bathroom. Oh, no. That's the worst oh, fucking yes. light ever. It's like down in the corner. And we're in his bedroom. And again, I don't even know where I'm at. I, I just wanted to get it in. I just I just wanted to fuck. And it was just like, why is this turning into such an ordeal? And he puts like the KY jelly on the balloons. I mean, like, seriously, I had to think. And sometimes like with sex, you'd rather just fuck than have to think. And I just couldn't believe that this was happening. So again, he puts the KY jelly on these balloons. And then he's just like, you fill the the pump part up with water. You stick the balloon in. Then the, the little part that looks like a little butthole anyway, you know, the outside of the balloon. And you put that nozzle in there and then you go whoosh. And then when, when you leave it in there for a little bit and then you go and it sucks it out. And I was like, what else am I supposed to be doing? Well, meanwhile, while he wanted this done, he was cranking himself. I'm just thinking to myself, couldn't this just be easier if you just fucked me? No, I don't know. Oh my. And then how, how do you get to the point in your life where you realize I like a balloon in my ass? Like, how yeah. does that come up? Like, where does, like, did you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like, know. Did you go to the like, circuit I, and hard? Like what? I don't know. That is, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I think I have yep. one though. I think I have one that I don't think I've told you. So it was early to early on in my whole phase. And I was trying to, you know, help gentlemen callers, you know, so I'm at my apartment and this cop comes over, baby. I love a man in uniform. Show up in a cop outfit, and he was a real cop. Um, but show, I will do whatever. That's why I like. I always say, if I end up in jail, I will do whatever nasty thing you want. Just save me. So, cop is that how you over, got out of all those tickets, bitch? Maybe. Um, so he comes over, and everything is fine, and we're playing around, and hey, 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 ha, ha, ha. Let's do this. Definitely no balloons, and. I, uh, he wants to get it in and I'm like, and I, now mind you, I'm like 19. I have no idea what about, what's about to happen. Well, I had an, I had an idea, but not to what I thought happened. So, so let me set the mood. I'm in like a gross apartment because it's my first apartment. We have that one like flickering overhead light. That's like that, like scary hospital um, light that just kind of flickers in horror movies Okay, so that's happening. And he's like, you know, 
do you have lube? And darn, I was out. So what did I use? Do you want to take a guess? Now, Don't tell I, me it's like water or like ice cubes because that's not lube. No shit, it's not lube. And side note, I have an, a story about ice cubes. And it's a great tip for you guys out there who like to toss people salads, crush up some ice in your mouth and do it. Bitch, whole nother level. On another note, is that your final guess? Water or ice cubes? I mean, think about it. I'm, I'm 19. Trying to think of what you, I have a, did you I use oil? Ew, did you use like... Did you use like cooking oil, like Pam? Did you spray Pam on your ass? I mean, I think he wanted to base me like a turkey with him, with his stuff, but no. I'm loving it. So I'm like, yeah, hold on one second. I walk to the bathroom with that little flickering light. I look like the little grudge woman that just came out the the well because I'm like ready. Only thing I had, are you motherfucking ready? I'm ready. Hair gel. Absolutely the fuck not. You're lying. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. And the shitty part, again, not the shitty part because it wasn't literal, but the the worst part about it was I was in a phase where I have thick Mexican hair. Like I am part Mexican. I have very thick hair. You know, because you've obviously we have a decade, you know how I am about my hair. So just imagine the type of fucking hair gel I was using. That shit was like, oh my God, it was like that glue thick shit. It was yellow, like thick. Oh no, glue Ew. essentially. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I'm gagging, <laughs> bitch. You could have braided your ass hair. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like I was shitting through a basket. You know, it just. Oh my god. I I did what I did. Is it my proudest moment? No. Would did I like it again? harden? Like did he? Did he go? Did he get in there? And then like it became like crispy like you know how your hair becomes crispy oh my god you had crispy ass hair i can't oh maybe no so we did our deed and then he kind of yelled at me because he wanted me to rub up against him and i thought he said insert it and mama doesn't do that um so he was like just rub it against me and i was like oh yes daddy and then we like we finished and you know i showered but Oh my God. If I knew then what I know now. Guys, disclaimer. Don't use hair gel. It's not cute. Don't use hair gel. Not cute. No. Gonna braid your ass hair. Nope. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, so, okay. I can't believe the water balloon. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Was there a time where, so like, what's the most, oh, here's a question. What's the most you've had in a in a in a day or a week because i got a story to relate to that too okay so in one day yeah i slept with four different guys oh my god weren't you sore uh, no um really (laughs) the whole reason that i did it this is gonna be so awful oh my god you all are gonna judge me and you know what it's fine i'm absolutely fine with it so based on the hair story I'm, i'm judged I'm judging you. I'm judging you right now. Yes, one hundred percent. Fucking balloon animal up someone's ass. Fuck you. Oh well. Oh well. It was a giraffe. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> had to do what I had to do. Um, <laughs> Wait. Hold on. But, like, did, like, did you even get fucked? Like, after he did that, did you? We're like, yeah, stick it in. So it was so, no. It was so fucking disappointing. Like the whole thing was just disappointing. So like I told you, so he was cranking himself as I was doing fucking water balloon tricks. And then he fucking came and like, he was just like, well, I'm going to go down on you. I'm thinking to myself, oh, 
No, because you're not going to know what you're doing. And I don't have all fucking night to teach you. Like, I just, I can't. I just You can't. should have guided him. And that was it. Animal. No, no, because I'd be scared he was going to stick a balloon inside of me. No, and not like a condom wise. Like, I really thought like a red balloon imagine was going to go inside were, my vagina or something. Imagine if you were allergic to latex. I mean, this was just bad from another level. Oh, I just, I can't, I just, I couldn't. And like I said, and and here's the sad part. Okay. And then I'll get to your, your question. But like, then the sad part is, is like, I went out on a second date with him. Like I didn't fucking learn my lesson the first time. So but no, we didn't, we, there was no, there was, there was no water balloons that time. Like there was not, like, we didn't even get to that part. We went to dinner, we had a good time and that was the end and the end of that story. So, um, but getting back to my four guys one night and that's not to be confused with two girls, one cop. Um, oh, <laughs> um, so the whole reason that I did that was because the guy I was dating was just like an awful human being. So I figured like, you know, the more cock I took, like the, you know, he would be the last one I would see that night. And I figured, Ooh, you know, if he, if he decided to go down low, he'd be tasting, tasting other guys, Dick. <laughs> oh, shady, shady bitch over here. Shady, shady bitch. So yeah, four people, it's a true story. four people one night. Okay. Yep. So I don't have you beat on a day, but I think I may have you beat on a week. Unless you How did many? like four in a row, like four Monday through Friday and then bitch. No, no. Was- four in one night was, was more than enough. It was more than enough. So, okay. So again, 19, have a best friend. We're not friends at the time. Best friend at the time was another gay guy. Loved him to death. He may be a guest on the podcast. You'll meet him and I'll bring it up. And he knows that I'm going to tell this story on on, uh, on here. So And he's fine with it. So we were on a website. So you know, I love older men. On top of people in uniform, older men are my zhuzh. Do not come at me with this whole you have daddy issue stuff. I don't have daddy issues. I just like older men. I am who I am. So we were both on this website for older gentlemen. And... um. We were young and stupid, and I have many memories with this kid. And he said, well, let's see. Let's have a a contest. Let's see who can um, sleep with as many, many people in the amount of a week, right? So I'm like, fuck yeah. Was there a prize? You'll find out at the end. Um, So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So we're on this website, and messages start flowing and we're just like okay got one got one got one it was like a fucking excel spreadsheet got one add the sum like all of them. so so i had one he had one i had one the i mean messages were going off it was like ding 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 bitch i was in vegas so we gave ourselves a timeline of a week a full seven days and we were like head to head because we would check in at the end of the day um we were head to head. We were pretty staying pretty balanced. And then this fucker decides he wants to beat me because we were tied. And I couldn't, I was exhausted. I couldn't find anybody. And he found somebody. You want to know who he found? So oh, he, I don't even want to know. This website was, yes, it was for older people, but on the website was a lot of like older people, like older, older people, like older people. So. We check in the next day to see who wins, and he said, bitch. And I automatically, you know, in gay lingo, when you say bitch, it's like, 
depending on the tone, you're like, oh, I got it. So, bitch, whatever. He's like, I won. And I said, well, how'd you win? Like, we were good. Did you have somebody last night? He said, yep. He found somebody on this website who was 70 years of age. And he is 19. And I said, he showed me a picture and I was like, baby, no, I would have never done that. I would have forfeited. But, he won I, the end. I couldn't. Absolutely not. No. And I said, so I said to him, I said, so how was it? And he's, I'll never forget that. This is, I, I kid you not. I will never forget these words. And it's, I say them random now in a bad situation. He said to me, he said, Josh, that man smelled like Ben Gay and spinach. And I was just like, oh, God. Fucking Ben Gay and spinach. Ben Gay, just the that makes me want to vomit. But he won. Now, was there a prize, ladies and gentlemen? I told you I was going to tell you at the end of the story. No, there was no prize. We were just. (laughs) (laughs) We were not even like bragging rights. Like I would never tell anybody. Like ever, ever. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, I was gagged and gooped and i just i couldn't so anyway were you oozy poozy i mean he was oozy poozy after that bitch Uh, (laughs) so anyways so i guess our takeaways from the hoe phase is embrace your inner uh your inner fucking hoe who gives a fuck yeah who gives a fuck do what you need to do go out there experiment do you boo do you exactly do you try. maybe we'll we'll make a merch that says hashtag ho uh, ho phase. Um, that but but if you guys have had a ho phase, please feel free to contact us. Tell us your stories. We can retell your stories if you want to remain anonymous. I mean, we we little funny things. I mean, that's that's what we're about. Again, you're or sitting at the table with us. I I mean, she it likes tells your work stories. <laughs> I would love to hear worst sex stories ever. To me, I mean, I like to know that I'm not alone. So, anyways, if you want to email us, it's gaymatepodcast at gmail.com. Instagram is at gaymatepodcast. You can find us there weekly. We'll be posting um, stuff about us. We're posting photos, posting everything. It's just us two running it, so we will respond. And that, my friends, is it. Until next week, we hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, we're your best friends, and we will talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.